You are listening to the Courtship Code Podcast, where we use a combination of psychology, spirituality, and matchmaking industry techniques to help you elevate in your relationships from inside out. And I'm your host, Zara J, founder of BlackMuslimSingleSociety.com, The Match Society, and CaptivatingCourtship.com. Welcome to this week's episode of The Courtship Code, and I'm your host, Zara, and I'm so glad to be back with you guys for the start of the new year. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm looking forward to 2020. It's already been good. It's already been amazing. Really had to get away from my end of the year because my December, crazy. It was just so much going on between my father passing and then I've been moving just a lot of different things so I just had so much going on in the past few weeks of the year it was extremely overwhelming so I'm so happy to be back in a good space to be back recording with you guys to be back with my coaching clients just everything getting back into the motion of business of who I am and feeling back like myself so I feel so much better and I'm just really grateful and thankful to be here if you are new to this podcast make sure that you hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast channel you can also leave a review or a comment I am trying to hit a goal I need you guys I need your support all of you guys that listen right now I don't know there's maybe around 10 to 13 reviews on the podcast i have a goal this year of getting to 100 reviews on itunes or google Podcasts for reviews so i would greatly and sincerely appreciate it if you're listening on google or itunes or even spotify wherever you're able to leave a podcast review leave a review i am trying to hit the goal of 100 reviews this year and as many of you guys listen i need more reviews it's so helpful for the podcast and it's motivation for me and motivation for other listeners as well so please if you just have one or two minutes of your time leave a review you know leave any comment if you would like or just hit the stars but i would greatly appreciate you guys supporting that as i continue to bring this free content to you guys that's just a little way that you can give back and always if you share on your insta stories or you share on your social media with your friends and family and invite them to listen to the podcast that's always a gift to me from you guys so thank you guys so much for those of you who do do that so what are we talking about hey i have to share this also I just found out a few minutes ago that I've lost five pounds since the start of the new year. So <laughs> I'm super happy about that. Just in the last week and a half or two, I've already lost five pounds, trying to hit about 15 pounds by March. That's my goal. So I can get to my ideal body weight, which I haven't been really in about the last four or five years. I haven't been at my ideal weight. I pretty much have been floating in a range and I'm like in that midway point of that range. I absolutely don't like being on the higher end of the range, but I have about 10 more pounds to go now to get to my goal weight and I'm trying to get there by March. So I'm excited. I'm really happy. And honestly, like I always talk about with passion patterns, with habits, it's really just the small changes it's the little things that you need to do to start making the pivots and i i didn't make any drastic change yet am i building up to doing some drastic changes in my dieting and my lifestyle yes but honestly 
I haven't been working super hard to lose anything. I, it hasn't been a complete struggle. It's just really been the small changes. Now I know initially it's kind of like water weight and just, you know, you're just kind of shedding from cutting back on sugar and different things. So it's, it's not anything major, but in the past, when it came to working out or trying to hit any type of body goals, I actually would go really hard, like up 5.30 in the morning, hit the gym, cutting back calories, going keto, going low carb, going vegan, going pescatarian, like I've done all of that. And I don't knock it, I don't knock it at all. I actually prefer that first thing in the morning after I pray or after I meditate, straight to the gym, work out for an hour, back by seven, no later than eight o'clock in the morning, and then start my diet. I actually really prefer that, and I'm working myself back up to it. But the reason why I haven't hit those hard changes is because what I've also realized is that just like how I talk about with building up your relationship patterns or how you attract what you do and how you have to make these changes, most of the time when people go super hard, and they don't start with the in, the internal changes, the gradual changes, the mindsets. They don't start there. They just go super hard and try to do something drastic, or you know, try to hit a goal, or try to get married, or something, and, and they crash, right? Because they're going so hard at it, they're putting so much pressure on themselves that it collapses and that they fail at it. So instead, what I told myself I want to do this year because I haven't been seriously in a gym, and about a year now which is like crazy for me because usually I might take two or three months off you know that's kind of been my bad pattern where I might go super hard with working out for about two to three months and then I'll relax for about two months and go back to the gym so a lot of yo-yoing with the gym not consistency over a year I usually just go back and forth but this year I said okay I really want to get better at it um, just better at my physical activity. And what I'm doing right now is just slowly, gradually building up the habit. Um, barely doing anything, to be honest with you. I'm barely working out, barely doing anything. But the way that I'm building up the habit for myself and creating the pattern of fitness in my life and the pattern of physical activity and a pattern of eating better and healthier choices is by making the small gradual change so at the very end of the year like maybe the last week of December I told myself just get up and make sure that every morning uh, after you pray that you do a stretch routine that you do five to 10 minutes of stretching, right? So I have like an app on my phone for like abs and butt and stuff like that. And they have stretch routines on there. Now I don't like the morning stretch routine because I, I don't get down with jumping jacks and burpees. I don't like that stuff, especially when I first wake. I just, me and jumping, me and running, we just all that bouncing on your knees. Nah, not with it, right? So I don't do that, but I do the nighttime stretch routine which is more relaxed it's just the typical like quad stretches and calf stretches and it's about eight minutes of stretching so the last week of December I built that up by making sure that a few days out the week even though it wasn't as consistent as I wanted to be but at least a few days out that last week I made sure to get up and stretch in the morning before I started my day now that's lightweight like just stretching just a few minutes of stretching, not even 
any real activity, just stretching, but already just building up the mindset mentally that I have to block out time to do that. So then over this last week or this current week, uh, which you're listening to this, this is around the 6th of January. So this uh, current week, I've been working on the past few days, I'll say, I've been working on um, my abs. So make sure every morning, it's about five to 10 minutes of concentrated ab routines, but it's kind of, it's kind of rigorous, honestly, because there's only about a 10 second break between each exercise. And I think it's about eight to 10 different exercises. Ab exercises, again, I follow an app, so just like an ab workout challenge. But, um, and I've used this app before in the past. I've completed the challenges several times for the abs and for the butt challenge several times with weights, without weights, different ways that I've done it. So it's something that I know works for me because it's a gradual buildup. So let's say starting off, it might be about five to eight minutes of ab routine. Again, it's only about a 10 to 20 second break in between each exercise. So it's, it's, it's good enough. It's, it's definitely a nice shift in opening myself up to getting into that routine. So I've been doing a stretch and then going straight into abs for the past few days and building up that momentum. And then next week I'll add on either legs or arms or, you know, probably legs next week. Then next week after that, add on arms. Then next week after that, add on jump roping, which is excellent, but it's exhausting. And that's the part that I dread the most. So I'm working myself up to do the things that I enjoy first so that by the time I get into about now, I'll be about 40 minutes into a workout routine, then add jump rope as the last wing that I have to add on to my workout. But by then I'll be in a good four to five week momentum of consistently working out every single day. So it won't be so bad. So just sharing that with you guys. I know that was a long rant, long ramble, sorry, but sharing with you guys, I'm sure there are some people on here that could use some advice and some tips on how to build up the habits into their fitness or their health routine so that they don't crash and burn, but they actually are being consistent and persistent so that they hit those goals. And I'll be sure over the next month or two to share with you guys if I'm progressing. I'm hoping that I will continue to hit my goals, hit that 10 pound, would be 15 pounds total by March. And um, I'll let you guys know how things are going. So what are we working on? Now, let me tell you this too. Yesterday, now this is Tuesday, I recorded the podcast for this week, which is Monday. I usually release podcasts by Monday afternoon, but my recording didn't upload properly. So for those of you who are the early listeners who always tune in and check out the podcast, I'm sorry because you guys got a blank episode uploaded. That was a complete mistake. I was so upset because not only did the podcast not upload properly, it just didn't upload at all. Like the recording didn't record and I had no clue. So that's about 30 minutes of a podcast episode that I thought I was recording that wasn't getting recorded at all. So it was a really great episode. And um, I don't even know all the points that I made, but we're going to try it again today. Now, the next few weeks, I'm going to be focusing on the topic of courtship and giving it to you guys according to different age brackets. So each week over the next three weeks, I'm going to be talking about courtship in your 20s. Next week will be courtship over 30. And then the next week will be 
courtship when 40 and beyond. So according to your age bracket, you may definitely want to share this podcast and the content with your friends or your family members or those who would benefit because it's going to be targeted to each age bracket and things that they should consider and things that they should work on when it comes to courtship, according to my years of experience with relationship coaching and matchmaking. So I'm giving you guys some great insight and I want you to really take heed to the advice because there are so many things that are really common that you come across, that you hear, that you see, that you observe when you're working with so many unmarried singles, whether they're men or women, and you notice a lot of the sabotage. So you'll probably relate to a lot of the things that I'm going to talk about today. If it has to do with your age bracket, if you're in that age group. And if not, you may still relate. But I just want you to be mindful of what I'm telling you. Really take heed to the advice. I'm going to start off with initially every episode is going to have a key word or a key phrase that you need to be mindful of in your age bracket. Then I'm going to talk about the common mistakes and things that I observe. And then I'm going to wrap up the episode with some tips and things for you to consider, mindsets or actions for you to take to pivot away from the sabotaging mindsets or actions that you've been taking. So let's jump on in. Now, the first thing that I want to share with you is the keyword for this particular bracket. And right now I'm going to be talking about courtship in your 20s. Now, if you are in your 20s, your keyword is going to be proactive, okay? You need to be proactive about your love life, about getting married, about relationships. What's so interesting is those who are in their 20s, they usually hit a bump around about age 25, 26. And prior to age 25 or 26, they usually are operating in the space of I have a lot of time. I have a lot of time. There's no rush. There's no rush. And then you hit about 25, 26, and all of a sudden, reality starts to set in. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm almost 30. I haven't accomplished this. I haven't done that. I haven't experienced this. And you start to go into like a bit of a panic and worry and concern. You start to see your peers around you entering new phases and having different experiences that you have yet to occur. You might be looking at your finances different, your credit different. So there's a lot of different things that occurs when you hit that bump around age 25, 26. Some people call it a quarter crisis, I think. And that's really common. I can remember this one young lady who was coming to me for matchmaking and we met up at a cafe in Atlanta and she was about 26 at the time and at that time I believe I was I was 30 30 or 31 I might have been 30 and she comes to me and she's like oh my gosh I'm just having like a breakdown because I'm realizing I'm not going to be where I want to be financially by 30. I'm not going to have my student loans paid off. I haven't gotten married yet. I won't have children. Like she's like super panicking right and I'm like laughing inside because to me I'm like girl 30 is young okay stop freaking out calm down you are exactly where you're supposed to be things take time like this invisible mark that so many people especially women put themselves under a lot of pressure to have everything by 30 like 30 is this magical number where your life is just supposed to come together people are 50 and still don't have it together still figuring it out 
you might be listening like, well, I don't want to be those people. I want to have, yeah, but you don't know where life will take you. You don't know what your journey is composed of. And the reality is that we're all winging it. We're all trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work, and trying to just allow life to unfold with time. So don't push yourself under so much pressure that you got to have the career, the income, the children, the spouse, the house, all of this by age 30. It's not that serious. You will be fine. Okay. You don't purchase your first home until you're 45. You will be fine. Okay. Don't put yourself underneath this comparison because when you're comparing yourself to other people, you don't know where their start was and you don't know where their finish will be. So I just want to advise you about that. However, you do want to be proactive. Another common thing that I see is people who feel as though they have so much time that they aren't intentional. So not putting yourself under stress and pressure is one thing, but being unintentional is completely different. You want to be proactive, which is going to allow you to be intentional, but also let go and allow things to happen when it's supposed to. So continue to take the actions and have the mindset that you need to have in order to have success, but also understand that things are going to come at the right time, okay? There are things you can do to speed it up. So you do want to take action. You don't want to be proactive, but you don't want to create anxiety and stress around a time clock that you've created in your head that God has not. So I just want to just give that little gem to you to make sure that you are being proactive. Sometimes I get inboxes from young women or young men. When I say young, I mean like in their early 20s or they're in their college years. And they'll say things like, oh, I have so much time. Or they might reach out to me for a little bit of advice or because they have a question about coaching. And I will give them some insight and then I'll say, okay, well, you know what? I still have some years or I still have some time. That's something that I don't advise. And I say that because there's this illusion and I'm pretty sure, uh, or I guess delusion, that um, a lot of people that are listening to this can relate to, where you think that when I'm ready, it's going to happen. Or as soon as I start looking, I'll meet the right person, I'll get married, I'll have children, and everything works out perfect, and life just doesn't work out like that. You don't know what's going to happen. You might put off some years being intentional and purposeful about meeting someone, and then years goes by before you meet someone. Years goes by before you're able to conceive. Like, there's so many different factors that can occur, so don't think that you don't have to be an active participant in the process and that things are when you finally decide to be an active participant everything's just going to work out according to some plan that you've concocted in your head that you have no proof is real right so be mindful of that and please be proactive now the thing is when you're in your 20s courtship in your 20s is a lot different than when you're in your 30s or your 40s 50s or anywhere beyond and the reason why is because it's a lot easier that's just it point blank period it's a lot easier when you're younger not simply because you're young but more so because you have a more active social life 
So you might be in college or you still have your friends from high school or your college friends that you spend a lot of time with. You might be in more activities or social clubs. You go out more. You are probably hanging out with your coworkers a lot more. But you're doing things that allows you to socialize. Even if you spend a lot of time with family, you're probably spending more time with your family peers, like your siblings that are closer in age or your cousins that are closer in age. You're not just stopping by just mom and dad's house, but you're probably spending time with other people that are in your age bracket. So that's what makes it a lot easier because you have the network, you have the social life, and you guys are kind of in a phase where you're introducing each other to one another you're meeting people in these quote-unquote natural environments well I won't say quote-unquote but you're meeting people when you are in more social environments right so this is more common when you're in your 20s you don't have children yet you're not married or even if you have children you might still live a very active life I mean even when I had my children I still was in a had a very active lifestyle with my friends way more than I do now hanging out going out with each other you know couples dates like all that types of stuff so we just had a more social life in our early 20s even mid to late 20s just a lot more social so that makes courtship easier it means that you have access to more people usually than you will later in life so you need to take advantage of that and be intentional and mindful of that now don't use let that work against you you let it work for you now I'm going to talk to you guys about some of the common mistakes that I see with people when it comes to uh, courtship in their 20s. And I want you guys to really pay attention to see if it, any of this reflects you. Okay, so we're going to jump in to take a quick break and then I'll be right back. All right, guys, and we are back so thank you guys for your patience and checking out those sponsors i uh, have a little bit of a cold that i'm coming down with so if i do have to grab a sip of water or something to clear my throat be patient with me as well so we're going to go ahead and dive in on the common mistakes that i've seen over my years of relationship coaching and matchmaking when it comes to singles courting in their 20s now the first one that i'm going to share with you is overlooking great options I have seen this time and time again, where people are continuously in search of greener grass, continuously trying to see what's underneath a new rock, and they end up prolonging the process, missing out on really great great options because they are constantly looking for more, looking for better. Now, I'm not saying settle and just take the first person that you're interested in, or if you don't think that you're compatible with this person to get with them anyway, I'm absolutely not telling you that. But what I'm saying is if you're overlooking great options because you're picking them apart or you're comparing them to others, or you just are fearful of commitment, you're fearful of making the wrong choice, then you need to really work through that. And Part of that is going to be what my number two mistake is, is a lack of clarity. When you have a lack of clarity, which you are going to have, honestly, if you're in your 20s, you don't know yourself. So you need to get really clear and get invested in learning who you are, whether that's talking with marriage mentors or uh, doing some type of clarity exercises, maybe reading on relationships, but understanding that you don't know who you are yet is really important. 
not saying to avoid marriage because you don't know who you are, but be intentional, be proactive in that process and take some time to get to know who you are. Learn what you don't know now. So you won't be learning it on the back end because most people that I end up working with end up learning who they are, what they like, or who's a good match with them on the back end of making mistakes. They're now trying to develop new mindsets and new beliefs that they developed in their 20s. So instead of doing things on the back end, get ahead of it and learn what you don't know. Take advantage of that now and get the clarity that you need. Like I said, you're not going to know yourself very well. No one that you talk to will probably say that they really knew themselves in their 20s. You don't have the life experience. You don't have the information, the education, the introspection. I mean, most people just really lack that. People lack that in their 50s, in their 60s. So it's not just for people in their 20s, but you really don't have that in your 20s. You're still learning yourself. You're still really just getting to know yourself. So you're not going to really be clear on who's the best partner for you at this age. You're probably picking partners based on who you're attracted to and who you enjoy having spending time with. Who's fun to be around, who you enjoy spending time with, and who looks good to you. Those are the main two factors that most people look for. Yeah, you might look for a career, you might look for education. Those are really shallow things that don't really say much about the person. I mean, they're not at work all day and they're not spending money all day. So who you are with behind closed doors is really what you're going to be paying attention to. So for most people, even people beyond their 20s that still lack clarity, they focus on who they're attracted to and who they can have a good time with. And that's just not compatibility. So you need to get really clear on who's going to be a good fit for you what it is that you really want and you need to move on that the number three thing that i have is a mistake that a lot of people in their 20s make when it comes to courtship is banking on time again i'm going to repeat this even though i said this earlier but feeling as though you have so much time i'm not saying that you don't or that you need to rush things but if you ask anyone who has gone through their 20s between 20 and 30, those years go by really quickly and you change a lot in that 10 year time frame. In that decade, the person that you are at 20 and the person that you are at 29 is completely different. And you're gonna go through so many different things and so many different experiences that you need to be mindful because before you know it, you'll look up and you'll be in your 30s. You'll be like, wow, what did I do with the last decade of my life? It happens really quickly. So you need to not bank on you'll have so much time, but actually be intentional with the time that you have. The next thing I have is not finding balance. So whether that is, and and let me just say this, life is a juggling act, right? You have to find balance in the imbalance of life, right? But when you are not finding balance, let me take a sip of water. When you're not finding balance in your relationship views, in your actions, you know, if you're not finding balance when it comes to your expectations, 
if you're not finding balance in how you intend to manage things. Like you don't have to have a career or a marriage. You don't have to have a husband or a baby. It doesn't have to be like that. You have to accept the fact that life is a juggling act and that you're going to have to figure out how to hold different balls in your hand at one time while spinning around and singing a song. That's just how it is. But when you feel like you can just bank on time and not try to find balance, that's actually going to catch up with you later in life because it's not going to get easier. You're going to get stuck in your ways and get really comfortable with not having to juggle. So don't take on too much, but try to find balance and become level-headed when it comes to how you view this path towards life when it comes to how you look at people or expectations or what you want in a relationship try to find some type of balance in all of that now the next thing is going to be not thinking big picture the flip side of overlooking great options is not thinking big picture which means you're only looking at what's directly right in front of you and not the future that you want ahead. Now, let me just give you a quick reality check, which is divorce, okay? The reality is divorce is nearly inevitable for most people who get married. Now, does that say don't get married? No. Does that mean that you should assume that you're going to get divorced? No, absolutely not. But you should deal with the reality of that. Dealing with the reality of that might mean having that conversation with potentials ahead of time. Like if this doesn't work out, what would be the plan? A lot of people in their 20s aren't comfortable having that conversation because you are banking on the fairy tale of happily ever after. But if you talk to people in their 30s or their 40s or 50s, they have a different mindset with that. They will go into with a more realistic picture and understanding that it may not work out and that's okay. But how will we move from there? What will be the plan? And not feel uncomfortable or immature about the conversation. It's an okay conversation to have. It it shouldn't bring such deep insecurities. Now, will it bring insecurity? For some, yeah, especially for women. Really, Women really hate the whole prenup conversation or a man talking about if this doesn't work out, what will we do? Women typically are a lot more uncomfortable with that conversation than men are. But... It's nothing wrong with having that conversation because you have to look at the numbers and statistics. Most people will end up divorced. But the thing is, getting married in your 20s is a blessing. It's definitely a gift and it helps you to lay a foundation in life. So whether it lasts forever or if it lasts 10 or 15 years, it can it lays the foundation of the next 20 to 30 years of your life. It, it'll have a major impact. So be okay with building a foundation before you even build the house of life you have to start with your foundation and so your marriage in your 20s your relationships in your 20s are going to help to build a foundation for the next 20 years so when you are not thinking big picture about who's going to fit into that picture of the next 10 to 20 years of your life then you're just making a decision based upon what's right in front of you and instant gratification so you don't want to do that. You want to make sure that you are big picture thinking. Learn from the mistakes of those who have gone before you. Big picture think this, okay? 
you want to make sure that you are trying to figure out does this person have to be perfect no do they have to be exactly where you think they should be no and you really have no clue about what's going to happen but based upon what you see right now will this person help create the life that you desire in the next 10 to 20 years the last thing that i'm going to share with you is a common mistake in mindset that i see is not willing to invest in the journey because so many people get stuck on where they should be by 30 (laughs) which is like crazy but because so many people get really stuck on that they have a hard time being willing to invest in the journey of another person I'm not saying bank on potential. I don't believe in banking on potential, but I do think that you can invest in proven. If you have a product that has been proven to work for others, then you should feel confident about investing that because there's a probability that it will work for you too. Now, if you have a product that has never worked for anyone and you are banking on the potential of it possibly working, that is a greater risk. So you have to look at things and look at people in that light. If someone has been making certain strides, certain steps, even if they're not exactly where they should be, or they have made some mistakes, they have failed, or maybe they're just getting a later start. Like for example, maybe they couldn't go to college in their teen years or their early 20s, and they're just getting started at 27, 28, but they're getting started. Be okay with that. (coughs) You know, I'm not saying to completely disregard your accomplishments or where you are, but your 20s, you're really just getting started in life. You're really just getting started in life. So be willing to invest in the journey. Understand that everyone's on a journey in life. People are not going to be exactly where they need to be or exactly where they want to be in their 20s not going to happen so or I'm going to say very few very very few so understand that people are going to go through their own experiences they have to whether in marriage or while single and you have to be willing to go along with that okay so I'm going to jump into a really quick commercial break and then we're going to come right back and I'm going to give you the tips that you need to survive courtship and manage your mindset in your 20s If you've been listening to the Courtship Code podcast, opening emails, and following content online, then I know that you're the type of person who values quality relationships and is ready to break up with your bad relationship habits. I want you to go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute consultation where we're going to discuss your current bad relationship habits and how working together in our signature Wounds to Worth six-week program is going to help you to heal your emotional wounds, increase attraction, and position yourself with a real strategy on how to start meeting quality partners and attracting quality relationships. So go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute discovery call and let's start captivating courtship. All right, guys, so here we go. Here are the tips for courtship in your 20s. Number one, be practical and look at people for who they are, but understand 
there's a journey ahead. Now, we just spoke about the journey, being willing to invest in the journey. So you do want to look at people for who they are, their character, their values. You do want to pay attention to that. But also understand when it comes to uh, the more super shallow, official thing. I'm sorry, shallow and superficial things. Not saying that they don't matter, but I do want you to understand that people aren't going to be exactly where they should be or where you think they should be in life in their 20s. Don't compare them to where you are or what you've done. Not saying completely disregard accomplishments and think that doesn't matter. I'm not saying that. But understand that your journey and their journey is going to be different. You may have had a different start than they did. You may have gone through different experiences. So you can't compare and expect people to be exact replicas of who you are. But be practical and again, find balance in that understanding. The next thing is get over your fear of failure. You have to get over your fear of failure or else you'll develop a commitment phobia. You have a very hard time committing and this will follow you. This will not change. You won't just all of a sudden become comfortable with with commitment in your 30s or 40s. If you develop that fear of failure, which a lot of people do have, especially my highly successful singles, they have a high fear of failure because they're so self-confident in their careers or in their education that they are very fearful of making a mistake and making the wrong decision and they get stuck in that sabotage and stuck in that single cycle for decades. So you have to get over the fear of failure and you have to really trust whatever God has for you, whatever that plan is, it's going to happen. So don't fight it. Instead, go with it. I remember Uh, The saying of don't swim against the current, learn to swim with it. So you need to get over that fear of failure and accept that if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But you are there for the lesson and for the experience. The next thing is get over picture perfect. Please get over picture perfect. The picture perfect wedding, the picture perfect Instagram relationship couple, you know, the picture perfect image to show off to your friends or trying to look like the ideal couple, couples, goals, all those types of things. Get over it because there's no such thing as a perfect couple. Everyone has challenges. Everyone has issues. Everyone's trying to figure it out. So don't worry so much about impressing others and what will make others envy you. Instead, focus on what's going to bring peace to your life, okay? And the last thing is to make the decision to take action and to commit. Just make the decision. You have to commit to being committed, regardless of whatever it is that you want to accomplish in life. You have to commit to being committed, and you have to commit to taking the actions that you need to take in order to move forward. So don't make a bunch of excuses. Don't avoid taking action. You have to take action. Use this prominent social life that you're experiencing right now. Take action and then commit to moving forward. Okay? So that's it this week for the Courtship Code, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Again, make sure that you hit that subscribe button and please leave a review. Help me to reach my goal. My goal is 100 reviews by the end of the year. So I'm going to be keeping up with you guys and tracking that. So look forward to sharing that with you guys. And next week, we're going to be talking about courtship in your 30s. And that's a great episode. So I can't wait to share that with you guys. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful week.
If you've been listening to the Courtship Code podcast, opening emails, and following content online, then I know that you're the type of person who values quality relationships and is ready to break up with your bad relationship habits. I want you to go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute consultation where we're going to discuss your current bad relationship habits and how working together in our signature Wounds to Worth six-week program is going to help you to heal your emotional wounds, increase attraction, and position yourself with a real strategy on how to start meeting quality partners and attracting quality relationships. So go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute discovery call and let's start captivating courtship.